Hello and welcome to episode 95 of the True Achievements podcast. That means it's nearly episode 100. It is. Is it going to be like episode 100 on Christmas Day, virtually? We could do it as like a Christmas present to all our listeners. Game of the Year special. Oh yeah, there'll be one of them too. That could be the 100th. That's a good idea. Um, I'm here with Dave, as you probably can hear. Hello. Hi. And uh, also Jack. Hello. Hey. Hey. Um, yeah, it's good, isn't it? We've got a week into a new console launch. In fact, it's only a few days for, for most normal people. And in fact, <laughs> only two days for you, Dave, because your one arrived. Actually, no, it arrived, it arrived on time, but I'd whisked you away <laughs> on a romantic week away for two. <laughs> slightly yeah, the bath. worst pl- time plan trip ever wasn't it we went to the cinema on monday night to kind of ease the pain yeah we did we went to see <laughs> thor ragnarok okay how was it uh was it good silly i'm surprised you didn't yeah, go uh, see blade runner 2049 well we weren't in charge of the choice of ah, film, okay. unfortunately but um to be honest it worked quite well because i was already pretty uh <laughs> wasted by the time we went to the cinema and it didn't, didn't make the experience better level. than bread or was it just a nice nap well, <laughs> the people we went with bought us a uh, ridiculously huge <laughs> amount of popcorn. So I just literally sat there trying to soak up all the alcohol that I'd previously been drinking over the last four hours. But um, yeah, silly film. If you like Thor, uh, you'll probably like it. But if, as a general Marvel fan, I thought it was a bit too silly. Yeah, it was very comical. Um, the Hulk was quite funny. Yeah. I'm not sure he's supposed to be, really. Anyway, let's not talk about Marvel. This is not the true film podcast. <laughs> achievements podcast so um i've been fortunate enough to have an xbox one x for just over a, a week and a half ish uh, but dave you now have a beautiful green tinged project scorpio edition xbox one x i do in your living room probably yeah how are you finding it pretty incredible like i remember at gamescom do you know like how good the games look but now actually just having my own time and, you know, picking what games I want to play and just that there's obviously different variances between how well people have sort of like utilized it, I think. But like you, you look at Farza and, and it's just breathtaking. Like the, the HDR and the 4K stuff, there was a bit this morning because it's got all the rain effects. So I started driving, you know, in sunshine. And then it, sunshine. Come sunshine. And then it start, started drizzling and then it got heavier and heavier than it do you know like when you're um going like past a field in a cold morning you get all like the dews evaporating yeah. and stuff so there's all yeah, steam and it was all like pink sunshine coming sunshine <laughs> <laughs> and it and like that's the biggest thing i've noticed that hdr the difference in that is is like amazing there's a really good app that you can download from the store called insects and it gives you the option to toggle on and off, you know, like 4K HDR. Okay, if you've got like a super duper surround sound, you can do that. And yeah, that HDR makes quite a different, just like the lighting is just like pretty. It just makes it pop does. more, doesn't it? And the colors become a lot more vibrant. Yeah, it's just like you, you don't really know, you know, if you just like suddenly switch consoles and turn it on, it's like, oh yeah, it looks nice and it's brilliant. But when you actually have the ability you know, to turn it on and off, like at a toggle. Yeah, yeah of course. Like, yeah. Wow. It's crazy, but yeah, loving it so far. And even I played some of the older stuff just to see what it's like, you know, that hasn't been updated, Destiny and things like that, and just the loading times and things are just way yes. better. 
Okay, cool. So this is quite interesting to me. Um, so how was this set up? So um, I set mine up last night. I've got a Scorpio. So we've, we've kept the review edition in the in the office and we're streaming from that and stuff, but I've got my own Scorpio edition. And I was pretty impressed with the setup. There was a 780 gig download. Gig, well, is that right? Megabyte. <laughs> it wasn't. It definitely no, wasn't. You've got a hard drive big enough. Have you? hard drive taken up with the update um, for the OS, uh, which was relatively quick. The weird thing about that thing is, right, it downloads it, it breaks it into three steps, and it does this on the normal one as well, but I just thought I'd mention it. Um, it breaks it into three steps. You've got downloading, verifying, and then applying. And it downloads it pretty quickly, and then it yeah. spends like five times yeah. as long verifying it. Why don't they just yeah. use like a quick hash key number? That's the exact issue I have. It's mind-numbing, it's isn't it? Yeah, really stupid. So that's annoying. But the other cool thing was like when you're setting it up and it asks you like what region you're in and all that other jazz and it starts downloading this update, it points you to a little app that you can download on your phone, which is like a little Xbox app. It's on a weird URL. Like It's like aka.ms. Or something sure like that, you, which I was like, "This looks." You sure, you haven't been fished, yeah, <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. Um, but that takes you to a little mini, like little Xbox thing, and you can finish the rest of the setup on your phone. And then when it's finished installing the update, it says, "Do you want to apply the settings you've just set on your phone?" And it probably saves you like five minutes faffing around because obviously doing it on an Xbox controller takes a while compared to doing it on a on a phone keyboard. So that was pretty neat, and I'd never seen that before. I wonder um, if because well, I didn't get that step. Oh, but when there's an option, you know, on the on the Xbox One to save your settings to an external hard drive. Mm-hmm. So I had done that, so maybe it detects ah. that. And skips. well, you know what? It's also interesting. My Windows, my work computer, which is on Windows 10, I had a massive update for it yesterday, like um, the full creators update. Yeah, and it took like an hour to do, which meant I couldn't do any work. But also, at the end of it, it's allowed me to connect my phone to my computer os so i can use my phone to unlock it and stuff um, which is quite cool and i wonder if it's tied to that because that had a very similar uh, ak.ms app that i had to install on the phone to do the unlocking from the phone so it's possible it could be linked to all that stuff i guess anyway that's all sort of by the by but the setup's relatively easy the problem comes when you (laughs) think right i'm gonna play a game now and you put a game in and you've got like another 50 gig to download of all the updates which is a shame. But I left all that downloading last night, so I've got about six things ready to play. The cool thing for me is, as you say, when we were at Gamescom, and you you don't, not only do you not get to choose the game, and then let's be fair, Gamescom is amazing, and the amount of uh, equipment and hardware and beautiful tech that they've got there is, is pretty amazing. But n- not once do you play a game on a 60-inch TV. Yeah. Everything you're playing is on a PC monitor, albeit reasonably hefty ones. So it really is a little... It looked good, but you couldn't really. You and couldn't especially really when, the when they're like a, a demo, you don't know how much they just spent polishing that yeah. that thirty second segment that you get to see, or whatever hour that we got at um, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, but, and also sometimes they, although they're you're playing on an Xbox controller, and you sort of assume that it's an Xbox version. Sometimes you can't see the actual box, so it could be a yeah. PC version. You don't really know what it's going to be like, um, but certainly playing Call of Duty, which we're going to come on to in a minute because we've all been playing it this week. It is it's by far the best looking game I think I've ever played. Um, as in as in realism, it's just ridiculous realism wise. But yeah, seeing it up close, like my TV is about two years old and it's a it's a fifty five inch four K TV, but I don't think it has HDR. It's a Samsung, so I, but apparently sometimes they didn't really advertise the HDR stuff back in the day. 
So it yeah. is possible. I know there's a setting somewhere that you can possibly turn on. Yeah, I don't um, know. That, 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 that difference is like, honestly, that I think that's the biggest difference is the HDR over the the 4 k ness like yeah, obviously, yeah. you see like the everything's a bit sharper and like there's more stuff on the screen. You know, like all the textures yeah. look better, but that lighting just makes it look makes like another, okay. another level of realism. It's crazy. So here's a question, and this is I saw someone post this on Twitter last night, and I actually sat down and thought. First of all, I was like, "That'd be stupid," and I thought, "Actually, you're absolutely right." When the Xbox One came out, and everyone had been so excited for it because it was like eight years in the making and all that since the 360 launched and stuff and then we all got it and we were like wow uh we've got the new console it's wicked and then you sort of compared the graphics from the final games that were coming out on 360 to the first games that were coming out on xbox one and they're both 1080p admittedly they could do a little bit more like shading and uh, effects and all that stuff but the overall difference wasn't massively noticeable and i remember being like i know we're all like super hyped and we don't want to sound like an idiot and we just spent 400 quid for a piece of console which is exactly the same as the previous one so we all had a wonderful new xbox ones and we had a load of new games which sort of means that you're not comparing like for like but i seem to remember at the time i was like i was mildly disappointed that the graphics weren't noticeably you know a million times i think it whereas actually this console it is a million times better it's actually clear Clearly, especially because it's the same games that you're playing and beefed up versions of them, it's actually noticeable that the games look considerably better. And although it's like a, a, it's not a genuine regular console new generation, I think the difference is actually more pronounced than it was between the 360 and the one. I think it's which is going to be a mix. As nice. obviously the hardware is better inside, but it's also developers are getting much better at optimizing games. To a point like Forza, that engine's ridiculously optimized, isn't it? Yeah, and that's yeah, and they all had to produce new engines for the one, so they were at the yeah. st- starting from scratch. I, I remember though, one of the games uh, when the switch from the three sixty two to the one, the first game I played was Rise. Um, okay, and that was and that's a very good looking game. yeah, that was a very good looking game. I remember a lot of hype around the amount of polygons and stuff they were using. They were kind of pushing boundaries, and it was almost their um, it was one of their flagship games, I'd say, because they were. Yeah, like showing it on stage and stuff like that. I tell you what, if they were to release a upgrade for Rise four years later for Xbox One X, that would, I bet that would be the best looking game on the console. Yeah, it could that be. had so much potential. I, th- I think with the, when the when we went to the One, it was kind of like like say Farza, for example, it always looks nice, but you got like the ability to put more cars on track, and you could. Was, there was a bit more of this and a bit more of that to make it. Oh, for sure, yeah. There was definitely but bigger game graphics, but graphics, massively. Yeah, uh, I yeah. mean, uh, I remember some things looked a bit smoother and stuff. But yeah, this is like to me, this is like going from. Do you remember when you went from HD to? I mean, from SD to HD. Yeah, exactly, like, well, exactly right. I'd say it's like maybe not quite as big as a leap because that seemed like a massive leap at the time. But it seems like that kind of leap, like it would be better. We probably would have been, all been better off. Wait in three years and I'll get in this. Yeah. To be honest. What we've talked about for the last It almost years, seems like um, <laughs> it's, it's a really good point about you saying putting more cars on the track and stuff in Forza. So it's like the last generation leap was kind of behind the scenes. And then this one, it's kind of everything's been optimized already. Let's focus on getting it pretty as well and taking more advantage pixels. of all of that. There are yeah. actually more pixels, Jack. Mm, yeah. If you um if you like look at something like 
Assassin's Creed and you're walking around and you like just seeing the like the detail under your feet. You know, you don't look, you don't care, you don't look at the floor, do you? But you know, no, seeing that you do. Like, the, the, <laughs> the texture in the floor and stuff, it's just like so, and then I was running around on the sand just like you do in Assassin's Creed Origins. And you know, like seeing like the sand blowing behind you, and it's like you can see yeah. the particles of the sand. Yeah. Like, I saw a really metal. good gif actually of um, it was a person swimming through some water in Origins, and it was just for light kind of hitting the tops of uh, waves, and it, it looked phenomenal. It just looked yeah. like proper water, it looked ridiculous. <laughs> it um, incredible. So, actually, I've I've underestimated. The difference, but in my head, I was just like, oh, it's going to be a bit more powerful, and I didn't really think I was going to see a lot of difference from what we'd seen at Gamescom. Stuff looked good, but it's only now that I see it on a massive TV, and it's actually making me want a bigger TV because my eyes aren't the best. Do you know um, what? Honestly, if if like do it as a, a I don't know some crazy tax dodging business expense, <laughs> in the office. If you if you if it doesn't have HDR, honestly. That for the amount that it probably costs, like you could probably get a decent size set for like six fifty. Okay, the difference in that HDR is just mental. Honestly, it's worth it. It's a really good set. Of people are recommending of a minute. Um, a Sony going for a, about a grand, I think. So, okay, yeah, if you can get like an old. We'll drop it. We'll do. Amazing. We'll drop a little um a roundup article. So it'd be useful for us to do this. There's be loads of people in our position, so we'll make a little roundup article of the best recommended. Um, TVs for different price ranges, and we'll get that up today because I think I need to buy one. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> I just the console, and now I'm like, I really want to appreciate it more. But yes, I'll buy it for the office, Dave. That's a very good idea. It does seem like, <laughs> like when I got the 360, I only had, you know, like a normal big massive telly, and it came with a unit you stood it on and all that kind yeah. of stuff. <laughs> and like, you you weren't getting the max out of the console, were you, until you got. Uh, like a, a 1080p or a 720p TV, and then it was like, right, I need surround sound and stuff. Now, if you can get like a decent <laughs> true. Like, I, I was looking at Dolby Atmos systems and stuff yesterday. Oh, man. It's just like I, I'm missing out on something somewhere. There'd be one footstep I'm not hearing over there that I need to hear for a thousand pounds. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about why you need to hear footsteps behind you. We're all playing Call of Duty World War Two. I have to say, I've been a bit. I'd lost all enthusiasm for the series over the last couple of years. Inf- uh, Infinite Warfare and Future Warfare, Advanced Warfare. Actually, Infinite Warfare was good, wasn't it? Advanced Warfare, whatever the last one was. Was that Infinite Warfare? Some, some futuristic Call of Duty, that's all you need to know. It was know. Warfare in space, right? It was rubbish, let's be honest, it was terrible. I don't play a lot of the multiplayer anyway. Um, and when you've got games like Titanfall 2, just which are head and shoulders above, I just, I just like, why would I ever play COD again? Um, but now they have gone back to basics. Got, well, I would say basics. They've gone back to their roots. They've gone back to a very different health system. Mm-hmm. So we streamed two hours of Call of Duty yesterday. Jack was in control because I'd already played the first five levels and I wanted him to see it for himself. He hasn't seen it before. Um, so, Jack, how did you find the new health system? I was glad I had you sitting next to me constantly poking me saying use your health kit yeah I was constantly forgetting so um you get a shot now your health decreases and you actually have a kit so you push I think it's right on the d-pad to actually heal up and that takes a couple of seconds as well so you've got to be watching yeah, it does as you're playing which is a totally alien concept to me it's usually crouch in a corner crouch behind something after kind of five seconds your health starts ticking back up but it's no more 
no. But it works well. I mean, I, it took me a couple of levels to get used to it. Uh, but I actually quite ended I thought, I'm going to hate this. That first level when you're on the beach. Yeah. And I didn't really know why I was dying. Mm. I couldn't see what was shooting. Well, and, it, and that was frustrating. Well, at that point, it hadn't explained the health pack system to you. So you didn't. No. You didn't actually know. Well, it doesn't and really explain it at I all, does it? I don't think he had actually given you a health pack. I think the first time he gives you a... Um, I've forgotten what the dude was called now. Uh uh, Zussman. Zussman. Yeah, the first time Zussman gives you a health pack is when it actually gives you a bit of a prompt to say, oh, you've got to push this button or whatever. But you're kind of running up a beach trying to dodge machine gun fire, just taking loads of damage. Yeah, so that's good. And the, and the weird thing is it's not like normally when you've got games where you need to pick up health kits, they're just sort of lying around everywhere. This has got quite a different mechanic. There are one or two lying around, like, maybe one permission or something like that. But the rest of the time, you're having to go and find Zussman, who's like your your mate, and he will have health kits for you. But they have like a cooldown. So it's worth keeping an eye on those icons. So you'll see as you're playing the game, you'll see um, a health icon and a, um, a different guy carries uh, ammo for you and a different guy does like spotting of um, enemies yeah. with a binoculars icon. And then there's a fourth guy that does like mortar shells with like a grenade type thing um and you can see them and when they when they're full that means they've got one that they can give you so at that point just go and stock up especially with the health packs you can hold up to four so it's worth having them because they only fill your heart your bar up half so two health packs is a full a full health bar and it's surprising how quickly you know they go i imagine you probably used 20 or so in the two hours we were playing yesterday You do, you end up using them a lot. But as you say, it takes a while to get used to it. But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much there now. So we'll talk about the multiplayer with Dave because he's been playing more of that. But how are you finding the actual campaign, Jack? What did you think of the campaign? I thought the campaign was excellent. As you said, it's gone back to its roots. And I think that's a, just a good move for it. It felt like I was playing World at War again, but without the grenade spam. I have, at least I haven't got onto a section of grenade spam yet. But. Uh, fair to say we were playing on normal difficulty, and um, I think it's considerably harder on veteran. But yeah, I thought the first, I've only played the first five levels, but there's a good mix. So you've got some um, regular sort of shooty bits. Then it's like jump on a big gun and fire some shoot some planes out the sky. There's some stealthy bits, which you the next level that you didn't actually go onto. Um, but it seems quite well varied. There's some really good variation on the guns. Uh, like all sorts of different guns, and you can you can see yourself using them in different situations. It's quite nice because it quite well. does seem to give you the right gun for the right situation as well. So you'll approach a window that's kind of overlooking some enemies, and you'll have a gun with a scoped or like a scoped rifle sitting there that yeah. you can pick up. But the ammo is pretty scarce usually as well. Mm, yeah, the ammo is cool. So even if even if you shoot enemies and they drop the guns and you pick them up, they sometimes only have like five or six bullets in them. So changing weapon to their gun is you know is probably not worth it a lot of the time, and to, unless you've got guys with their spare ammo on them. I, I um, haven't noticed it. Um, some games obviously you pick up one gun, and if you've got the same guns lying on the floor, you walk over it. it accumulates more ammo. ammo. No, it doesn't do that. Doesn't do I don't that. think it's been doing that at all. It's much more um, like inventory management, health management. Which is good. It's good. It adds another level of um, tactics to the game. Um, there's also some cool stuff. So you were doing, um, there's a bit where you have to sort of protect a, a guy that's gone off. So you're at a vantage point and you've got to pick off people without him getting shot. That all works well. Uh, there's some driving sections. Oh, um, was that a heroic moment, the uh, protecting the dude? No, that was uh, this one, no, that's just a regular part of the mission. But there are, yeah, that's worth mentioning. So there are, on every level, there's a couple of historic... Uh, 
heroic moments. And you might walk into uh, just a room and there'll be a, a, a Nazi or a German dude just about to kill uh, one of your allies. And if you get there and manage to get him first and rescue the, the ally, then you get um, a heroic moment. And I imagine that there's achievements for collecting all of those heroic moments. There's, collect- there's about three collectibles on most missions as well. Pretty standard for Call of Duty. There's um, your regular complete the mission, but there's also a do something special on this mission type achievement. It's, it's worth knowing that those do something special on these missions achievements, they don't actually pop until the very end, which is yes. quite... So you won't know different. if you've done them. Yeah, in the past, for some reason, I just remember them popping instantaneously after you'd completed that action. Yeah, because yeah, on the second mission you have to shoot down a load of planes um, with this big anti-aircraft <laughs> yeah. gun. And you definitely missed some of those planes. <laughs> no, 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 At least no. three or four. But you got the achievement for getting all of them <laughs> right at the end, which I was like, ooh, surprised at. Um, so that's the single player. We're only up to about level five. I've done one more than Jack has, but we'll, we might stream a bit more of that. Um, Jack, you're definitely going to buy it. Yeah. It'll be cool to talk about the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, it's really good week. fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's excellent. Um, so graphically, it is just the best looking game I think I've ever played. It, we were playing it on a PC monitor here, but um, playing it on a big TV with the X enhancements is is almost it looks real. It is seriously that's, that impressive. That's worth noting as well. Actually, it's got it's really kind of grisly and gritty, just in terms of the content itself. It's I haven't seen a Call of Duty game like this before. But you'll be walking through a bunker, and suddenly you'll just see like a corpse that's like bloodied and torn apart, and it really emphasises the horrors of war. Yeah. Yeah, they've they've gone for that battlefield vibe, which is good because they they carried it off very well. So, um, Dave, you've got probably got considerably further in them in the campaign as well, but you're also playing the multiplayer. How's all, how's all that going? Uh, well, yeah, I'm probably about I think I'm a mission on further than you in the campaign, oh, okay. and it's just it's just a slug because I'm playing it on veteran. And some of the bits I was watching you do yesterday, I was like, that took me half an hour <laughs> right do, okay like you know the bit where you were just driving through casually on a jeep and just oh yeah 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 and there's firing. a bit where it makes you go on the gun doesn't it yeah that like was impossible with the health thing in like three shots you're dead constantly that's that was fun um <laughs> so there's a bit of a discussion topic here so do you not think it might be worth or are you going to save this till after to, to play it through on a, a lower difficulty level first and then no, because I, I like the challenge. Like, I don't like just blazing through. Yeah, but you don't sound like you're enjoying it as much no, as we I, were. I haven't, to be honest, I haven't played it since before I went away. I haven't played this, the campaign since last week. I, it got better as I went through, but them, them points where you, like, you're on... There was, do you know that there's a few bits? There's the bits where in the first level you're kind of picking up a guy and you've got to throw him over a wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you're it's like a quick time event because three it's people... You're rescuing, yeah. So stuff like that, like it's just like a, them bits are annoying because you can't do anything, you can't duck, you can't cover. You just got if you miss one shot, you're dead. Type thing and that stuff. The playing bit as well. If you got hit by one bullet, you were dead. So all of that stuff. But like the, the actual normal running, like going through the campaign. Like now I've kind of got the hang of managing the the health yeah. packs because at first I, I had like a tendency like oh I've been shot, let's whack a health pack on. And then when you yep. really need it, you haven't got it anymore. So okay. kind of let it, letting yourself know that you can kind of go a bit lower and then stock and up and stuff. On um, that, with the health packs and the stuff, um, the health packs are obviously going to be more scarce as you go around the levels probably, but with the cooldowns higher on the people you could get things from? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I think that's pretty standard. And like there, there are quite a few packs on the floor. Like You'll do some missions where there's three or four like oh, in front okay. of you. 
so you, you can heal up and stockpile them. Like, so it's it's not crazy, but it's just you, you you like your thing is you think oh I've been shot I best heal straight away, yeah. yeah, and then it's not always the case. And like I was finding I get into a really hard bit with no non stockpiled, and you know you were just like dead straight away. So kind of managing it and going try to keep a couple, even if you're only on half health, just leaving a few there for when you really need it where it's out. Uh, multiplayer is. It's kind of like a combination of the really old ones, you know, where everywhere had the same generic kind of kill streaks and stuff. It's it's kind of like it's got that feel, but there are you can mess about and you know change stuff. There's a few different ones you can change, like future ones, but it's not as crazy, you know. Like you haven't got obviously the nukes and stuff. The end game. Um, some of it's tied to different things. So this time, yeah, it's you're not you can't just go in get any gun you want and you know go like that. You have like uh, classes that. You know, have specific types of guns with them, yep. and then some of them kill streaks won't unlock for you. You know, until you've got a particular rank with these classes, so okay. it kind of encourages you to play about and switch around. But seems like it's taken the best of um, both ends. It's like back to the roots, and you obviously have the classes in advanced yeah, classes. Like, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you did. I forgot about that. But it seems kind of like battlefield. You got some weapons locked to an infantry class, up to a sniper class. I think that's good though, because you've got a. You then pick that class. You use that class. You progress with that class, and you're actually kind of getting better with that class rather than just earning, getting to level seventeen. You've unlocked everything, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and I find the maps as well. Like uh, the last few have always seemed to be pretty similar. Where there's always they're always quite windy. You know, areas to try and get you in close combat and like there's always like a choke point where everybody hits and stuff. Whereas some of these like are quite varied. One minute you're inside a really narrow kind of ruined town and the next minute there's like some really long open spaces, you know, best for like rifles and snipers and stuff like that. So it seems quite varied. Like you, you watch, you mess around and find a gun within a couple of classes that you can use. But enjoying it so far, it's... um it, is, it plays the same as it always does, really, but just the setting and not having people boosting over my head with heartbeat senses <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. all that crazy stuff just a lot feels a lot better to me. It's, it's the best Call of Duty I've played in a while, I have to say yeah. that. But, uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And, in fact, like as I said, I don't normally play the multiplayer at all, but watching Jack play maybe 25 minutes of it last night, I really want to play some. So I'm quite looking forward to that. Um, excellent. Check it out if... Um, if you like first-person shooters, you will like Call of Duty World War II. Um, EA Access is having quite a week. Not only did uh, Battlefront 2 drop yesterday, but Need for Speed Payback dropped on Friday, I believe, uh, last week. Uh, the full release is presumably today, maybe, in fact, yeah. probably. Um, so I have a story about Need for Speed Payback. If you remember Gamescom pods, we sounded terrible and tired but in amongst all of that i managed to get some enthusiasm for need for speed payback which was out of the 47 games we played during the gamescom week uh, my favorite of all of them however i have a tendency to only play racing games in in car view or bonnet cam because i can't stand seeing the car and it feels sluggish turning it and all of that and i've, I've been like that since day one really in the last 20 years i've always played in that view if it exists um so on the demos we were playing uh we were lucky enough to 
be in a very small session with some of the developers and they let me play on their massive telly. There was like the demonstration telly. This was the biggest telly I've ever seen, yeah, uh, which also had like 20 speakers all around the edge <laughs> yeah. of it. Um, he was trying to explain the game and no one could hear anything. It was just <laughs> roars of engines. So I, um, he was like, do you want to have a go on this? I was like, yes. <laughs> of course I do. Uh, so he literally sat me in front of this cinema screen uh, while everyone else was on little PCs at the back. And I, and I played like four or five different missions and had a little drive around, but I immediately went to the in-car cam or bonnet cam. Um, but at the start of every mission, the screen would just go black for about 10 seconds. And he was like, oh yeah, don't worry about that. That's a bug on the uh, this particular camera. Basically, what happens is when you come up to a mission, you, you'll see your car arriving in third person. And then if you're in the in-car view, what's supposed to happen is the camera sort of pans into the car and then you take over the, the controls. Um, but that bit was all mangled. Um, anyway, so I'm playing Leap Speed uh, Payback at the weekend and in, chosen my in-car view as standard. Uh, and I'm playing along and there's a bit of a cheesy storyline happening all the way through the game. But the, not exactly the same things happening, but when I'm starting an event and a lot of, you know, the, the events are relatively short. Some of the missions are, you know, a minute and a half, two minutes. Um, and they're against the clock. So you're... You'll have a little cutscene, you'll get in the car, and then it will say, right, you've got two minutes to get this car back to so-and-so around this corner, and it pops up a little map, and you follow a line, and standard, standard racing game stuff. And then I will accelerate, and then the screen will freeze. I can still hear noise, so if I'm easing off the throttle, or there's like any other sort of music, or... Uh, crashing sounds or bird noises or anything in the background. I can still hear all that, but the screen is completely fixed apart from the timer, which continues to tick down in the corner. The timer is also broken and shows like after it ticks down like from five, four, three, two, one, it shows like brackets and semicolons and full <laughs> stops, um, which is super weird. It wouldn't actually let me take any screenshots of the game because I wonder if it's because it's in EA Access, none of that stuff's turned on yet. So I don't know whether this is going to happen when the game actually releases. Um, but anyway, the, sc- the screen's completely frozen. Uh, I'm sat there waiting. The clock's ticking down and <laughs> doing its weird new graphics. Uh, and then eventually, after an indeterminate amount of time, I'll be allowed to carry on. But I won't have moved anywhere. I'll have just stayed exactly where I was on the spot. So I failed three of the missions just by running out of time because I'd lost half a minute at the start, <laughs> uh, which is not good gameplay. Also, just driving around the map, there's like it's like a big open world map. And there'll be like cars that are flying down the motorway towards you that will suddenly just stop like stone dead <laughs> fixed to a fixed point. And you're still driving. You can just see this car just stop in the distance. No light braking, it just literally freezes. And then you'll drive a bit closer, and then suddenly it will just be 0 to 60 in zero seconds again and be like flying along again. There's some real buggy, buggy bits that need to be fixed. They actually put me off playing it until they saw that, which is a real shame because the actual handling of the cars is, I mean, it's ridiculously arcadey, but it's the most fun handling that I've, I've played in a racing game since Burnout back in the day it's that it's really that much fun so as soon as that stuff's sorted i'll be back in this game um but there's no way i can play it in third person view so they need to sort that otherwise this is not going to be a purchase for me i'm only playing the trial at the moment but um 
I'm, I'm gutted because I was so looking forward to it. And after you spend eight hours waiting for it to download, it's <laughs> uh, just going to be the thing on the Xbox One now. Uh, you want to you want to get your money's worth, which is a bit depressing. So that's a real shame. But um, watch this space. I will continue to check it out and see if they patch it over the weekend. Uh, Dave, did you want to mention anything about Forza? You are playing Forza? No, like I've only probably I've done like the very first little section. Do you know where you have to complete maybe four or five races? Okay, well, four or five events to like progress the next bit. So that's it. But yeah, just looks beautiful. I've not had to get involved in any of the boxes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I don't have an opinion on that. Yeah. Okay, cool. I don't think we can talk about loot crates again on our products. <laughs> okay, let's briefly mention uh, last week's stream, Jack. So um, I'd put a fair amount of time into Super's Lucky's Tale uh, at Gamescom, probably a good hour and a half uh, at various different things. Um, I really enjoyed it. You played... An hour and a half. Two hours of it? Uh, an hour and a half, yeah, an hour and okay. half of it as well. And what did you think? I thought it was really good, yeah. Uh, I can definitely see why people are getting excited about it. It's kind of a nice family-friendly platformer, I'd call it. Um, it reminded me quite a bit of... Uh, there was a game we streamed... I've totally forgotten the name of it now. Uh, it would have been when... Uh, no, I can't remember the name at all. Uh, it reminds me of a game we streamed a while ago, though. Um, but it's just uh, <laughs> nice, kind of bright colours. plays really well. Um, so you've got a character on the screen. You obviously control them with the left stick. You can rotate the camera with the right stick. And the camera rotation is a bit weird. Um, you can't actually rotate freely around the character. You push either left or right, and it'll kind of move you a segment of kind of about 25 degrees around and you can remove a set distance around the character to kind of get a better view but I don't know if that's to stop you kind of the camera strafing for objects or stuff like that that was a bit weird but um, you start off in a hub world you've got different worlds you can hop into different challenges for each of those worlds there's four challenges per one yeah there'll be a kind of get to the end of a world and you'll collect a clover for it and there'll be a collect the word lucky while you're in the level. You'll get a clover for that. There's uh, two other clovers as well. And then the more clovers you get, the more levels you unlock. And there's four different hub worlds you can go to. And it's just kind of pretty standard, really. Um, little reminded me a little bit of ukulele, I suppose, in that sense. Mm-hmm. It, was, yep. it was good fun, though. I, I can see that. Yeah, I think it's just a really, really well-made... Um... Nintendo-style platform. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, mean, I don't like to use that expression, but it was, Nintendo did these things fantastically well, and it, it did give me that vibe. I found it very, very forgiving as well with kind of a jumping. Um, so if you jump towards a legend, you're not quite going to make it. If you're a little bit below the legendary character, actually grab onto it and pull himself up. And that helped out quite a lot, and it may... I was kind of making jumps I thought I shouldn't be able to. I don't know if that's kind of just to make it more family-friendly in a sense and yeah, easier for children. But I think it's definitely um, definitely would appeal to children, but also appeals to any age really as well. So, hmm. Yeah, it's good. Um, our review's up. Uh, I think we gave it three and a half out of five. Okay. Um, Sam did the review. Okay, cool. So check out the review if you want some more. I thought it was probably more like a four and a five, but four out of five. But I've only played. A little bit of it. I think there's some annoying boss fights in there somewhere. Next week's streams, we are almost definitely playing Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um, we just need to sort out the times for it. So uh, if we do stream it, we'll have copies to give away, or at least one copy to give away. So if you're interested in getting some Star Wars Battlefront 2, check out our stream. Uh, we'll also be streaming some ID details next week as well. 
for sure, definitely. And again, we'll have plenty of giveaways in those. Check the homepage for achievements for stream info. Uh, site news, there is a little bit. I'm going to tease you. Oh, you're in for a treat. So we are going to do, if you remember, we did the Alphabet Challenge contest in uh, June, July time, which was massively popular. <laughs> I can't remember the exact time, but it's hugely popular. Everyone loved it. Um, we have a new, and that was that was the first ever community challenge. We have a new community challenge coming in December. Uh, we're just working out the details, but uh, it's going to be good. So check that out. You will need to have some gaming time in December if you want to get the next badge on the community challenge badge. Uh, let's move on to regular news. Dave. Yeah, it's been a bit of a weird week because obviously the console, everything's just been kind of, this has been enhanced, this has been enhanced. Yeah, a lot, so of, there's not a lot of Not a lot of juicy news until yesterday, actually. Uh, right, so first bit, Farza Motorsport 7, uh, they announced the patch, which is obviously the enhanced bit, but they've announced the first uh, DLC pack, which coincided with the Xbox One launch, and it was the Samsung QLED car pack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Uh, so I think it was just like seven new cars were included with it. It's available now. If you are, is it a VIP or whatever it is, you get that for free. Otherwise, you can buy it for a price from the store. Okay. If you're interested in that one. So no achievements, uh, just cars. Yeah, just some cars, like a little mini car pack. Just to advertise Samsung QLEDs if you're looking for a new telly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a um, weird sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Battlefield One's November update and Operation campaigns. So Operations was the big thing they announced while we were at the show thing at Gamescom. It's like the new game mode threading. The November update is uh, HDR for the Xbox One X. It's not 4K, just HDR for some reason. But that um, the first of those operations is going to be on its way as well. I, I, I can't remember, was that like the four-player co-op-y thing? Or, I can't remember what it was. Operations was for big, um, it, it was kind of big battles, and it was in three stages, wasn't it? And you played right, um, okay. one side of it, so you either allies or opponents, and it kind of totted up points as you uh, progressed through, and you either won at the end or lost. Oh, so it's a bit more like a story as you progress through the... Yeah, it was kind of like a story rolled into a camp, like multiplayer game, I suppose, but... Okay, but I remember it, it kind of reenacted historical um, events first. It was kind of like, oh, there's a big battle on this front. We're going to split it up into yeah. three parts, and you'll play through each part. It was free bear at the EA thing, so <laughs> I quickly. I remember yeah. it looked good, and then quickly forgot about it. <laughs> that was a great event. <laughs> um, yesterday, uh, Respawn, who obviously developers of Titanfall, they have been purchased by EA. Seems to be a. Bit of a mixed response to that yesterday on, on <laughs> social media. Yeah, <laughs> well, bad oh. and really bad. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think EA get a bad flack. Do you know, because they, so they were quite often voted like the worst company in the world for in the a world. Year. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think they've, um, they've made some dubious yeah. choices in the past as well. Like they were one of the first companies to start introducing those online passes for Xbox 360 games. Do you remember those? Yeah. I think generally, though, they've been pretty all right this generation. Obviously, they closed Visceral's games recently, so maybe people have got that fresh in the mind and saying, like, oh, I enjoyed Titanfall. Shame there won't be any more of them and stuff. <laughs> Which, um, but the 
part of this news was pretty much that the they also confirmed Titanfall three is in yeah they're working on um, working on another Titanfall title which is awesome because Titanfall two is the business. So I got in a bit of a ding dong. <laughs> A little bit of a discussion on Twitter last night uh, with someone from Games Industry Biz saying that they'd EA had pretty much killed Titanfall 2 by the release window they gave it, which was two weeks after Battlefield 1 came out and two weeks before Call of Duty Infinite Warfare came out. But he insisted that that was a respawn decision rather than an EA decision. So uh, EA published Titanfall 2 and obviously published Battlefield 1. Uh, don't publish COD. Rather than a rather than an EA decision, which it may well be true, but if that's true, then Respawn shouldn't be worth anything because that is a yeah. stupid business decision. They probably need a publisher to buy them if that's the case, because like, that's yeah. a pretty fucking decision. Properly stupid decision. Um, and that that may be true, but um, I felt out of those three games, Titanfall 2, I know Battlefield 1's brilliant, but Titanfall 2 really was the cream of the crop. And it didn't, its sales didn't reflect its, um, its brilliantness, if that's a word. I'm going to make one up. So uh, if you haven't played Titanfall 2, grab it. If you're a big fan of the multiplayer in Titanfall 1, apparently they balked that a bit. But the single-player campaign in Titanfall 2 is one of the best pieces of gameplay I've ever experienced. To me, it'd be like they should merge the two games. Battlefield Titanfall? No, Titanfall 1. Like oh, the I see. Multiplayer, and I don't know whether it's probably the achievements and requiring you to play through it and prestige 10 times and stuff obviously kept me playing it. But I was actually invested in playing that multiplayer. It was a good job because it was an only multiplayer game. But like I enjoyed that multiplayer. Whereas this, I played the campaign, such like three games of multiplayer, and I've never been back to it. I think it, it was yeah. a bit of a double-edged sword because with the first one having um, just been multiplayer, how many people do you think looked at the second one and thought, oh, it's just going to be multiplayer as well and hadn't read anything about the game, didn't realise it had a campaign? Do you think that... I don't know. They were pretty explicit on it. In, in the... I wouldn't have thought building so. up to it that it had a campaign. Is it? I, I don't think know. It, I think it's purely the release the release window that yeah shank. Yeah, I don't think they like spent it, a lot on promoting it either. No, it, it, it's not got that because um, it was only on the Xbox and PC, mm-hmm. the original Titanfall. So there was no PS4 audience for it. So True, it, and then it was tra- so it wasn't especially well established. It didn't. I, I think it sold all right on the Xbox One. You know, Titanfall One and that, but. It, it was losing players quite quickly, I remember. So it seems like one of them games where it'd be best if they brought it out in March or something. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. to play. 100% it would. And try and build like a community around it that way, rather than shooting on it in when all the best and biggest <laughs> multiplayer FPSs games are, are all coming out, exactly. Yeah. Um, must have been very overconfident to pick that release window. Uh, it, well, quite. It was nuts. Uh, yeah, it would have been a huge game if it had come out without, you know, at a time when there was no other games like it coming out. But um, I think, as well as you know, Inf- um, Advanced Wolf, uh, Infinite Warfare, whatever it was, the one that it was, um, also had a focus on mechs and stuff because it was all in the future. So it was like real, literally two massive first-person mech-related shooters within a few days of each other, and that's just nuts. Okay, so we, I'm, I have no issue with this at all. Really, they, uh, the interesting takeouts was they valued it at about 300 million um, with an option depending on performance for another 140 million so almost half a billion dollars for the company which as Dave said last night was started by a few blokes in the back of a garage when they started working on Titanfall which is a a reasonably I bet they're laughing all the way to the uh, (laughs) the car shop Um, (laughs) 
Any other news? Yeah, so Phil Spencer, obviously, he was doing his rounds, hyping up the Xbox One X this week, doing interviews and things. Uh, retweeting our stuff. Actually, yeah, no, sure. Phil didn't, did he? Well, he retweeted. Mikey Barra retweeted stuff, and Larry, Major Nelson retweeted some of our stuff. Yeah, We're important yes, now, people. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but the big thing to take away was he was – they were asking him about the lack of first-party games, basically. Well, not first-party, just exclusives. Yeah. Uh, and he did say they're looking to actually invest more heavily in first-party development in the way of like stu- acquiring studios, which I think would be a great move because it's pretty barren. Should have bought Respawn. Yeah, they could have. It was perfect timing, wasn't it? <laughs> in terms of shooters, I think, excluding Battlefield 1 and... Or Battlefield and Call of Duty, then in Halo and Gears, they've got two of the biggest brands in that. It's more open world type things and RPGs and story based yeah. games. I think they need to look at. So. Okay. They need an Uncharted exclusive and they need a yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn style. But as well, they also cut out completely because it's a bit of a weird thing. They've, they've, there's not been many exclusives coming out and they stopped like the whole, you know, marketing deal thing. And Yeah, that's like, the weird and, thing, isn't it? So there's nothing recorded and stuff. I know they do. They've done like Middle Earth, Shadow of War, and stuff this year, and Assassin's Creed. But yeah, but FIFA, I mean, all the FIFA ever. ads I saw were like better on PlayStation, or well, yeah. says at the end, or for the players available on PlayStation. You wouldn't even know that it was coming out on Xbox. And same with Call of Duty. They've got the um, they got all the DLC packs early. So uh, yeah, yeah, they just spent some got- money. It's not like they're not got any money. It's, that's easy <laughs> wins. And thing is, though, I, ho- I hope this isn't like, oh, we're just starting to look at buying studios now because that's four years away that we're well, going to yeah, start quite. seeing anything. Hopefully, they, 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 I mean, like when the um, all the questions I've seen up to the X, like I know it's not like a a proper console launch, so you can kind of get away with it. But where's the the exclusives to come away with it? Because I'm sorry, but Cuphead and Super Lucky's Tales aren't the, no. the exclusives that are going to tell us to show them off. And they, I mean, they've been putting on a brave face. I'm really happy with our lineup of Farzer and Super Lucky <laughs> yeah, Tales and stuff. But they, you've had. They, they need some. There hasn't been a big system seller for Xbox for since Halo, really. I don't think Gears did a bit, but there we go. So yeah, hopefully some good stuff is going to be coming, and in the not too distant future. Crackdown three. <laughs> yeah, that'll be delayed again. <laughs> What's that? March. I think so, yeah. Okay. That's it for any for exclusives for the next year that's announced, I think. Yeah, I mean they got they they obviously got something in the way. There's gonna be a Halo probably next year or something, isn't they? But we'll New see. IP though, we want new IP. Yeah. Uh also so industry news this week, Telltale Games has cut a quarter of their staff in a restructuring effort. Um, they're going to refocus on making less titles and to a better quality. Good. It's a, I wouldn't say any of the games are particularly bad, but it's, it's, getting a, it's getting a bit predictable now, the format that they're doing, so they could probably do refreshing it up somehow. I don't know how they do it. but They've churned out a lot of games in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, they've, they've, they've spread their uh, storytelling skills quite wide. Um, so it'd be good for them to focus again. Yeah, um, that's probably why they're selling The Walking Dead again for the third oh, or fourth yes, time. Yeah. <laughs> we had confirmation that that's a stack. No. We don't know that yet. Okay. No, don't know. 
Uh, also, this week announced was EA Sports UFC 3. So, I don't know. There's not really much to say about that. If you like <laughs> UFC and EA Sports, yeah, I always find them a bit weird, you know, like boxing games and stuff. They always look a bit slow and sluggish. Like, they, they haven't managed to get that speed of the sports properly over to games yet. I don't I think that's think. probably to transition it over to control better for the user isn't it because if it's too quick and you can't yeah kind of got to react yeah it's almost like a the console's a middleman between it's not like you're in the ring actually fighting thinking about it you've got to interpret what the screen tells you as well but uh, the, the last couple have, have been decent I, I, I like watching people playing like the wwe games and stuff it just doesn't come across very well watching i mean it might be fun to play i suppose but it just Watching it just looks slow mo and like rubbery, weird figures flapping around. <laughs> but anyway, and then I just like the title of this story, so this is why it's in Fortnite. Fortnite's latest patch introduces the Bush update, <laughs> which is um, going to be a customization option for some characters. What does it like to customize? No, it's not. It's not. It's not. Um, oh, it's, that's Bush. It's not. It's going to be like camouflage and things. It's going to oh, be like in both Battle uh, Royale. Camo update. And this, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but then I wouldn't have been all excited. There's a reason why this has been like the third, probably the third best red story on the site this week, I think. Yeah, quite. We need to put more bush into <laughs> titles. I will have words with the news team. Um, cool. Okay, great. There's um, been a distinct lack of back and pat news. Oh, apart from... Uh, one of the back compat original Xbox games went on sale for the first time uh, this yeah, week. Fusion was, was it? Was it Fusion Frenzy. Okay, yeah. yeah, that is available. It was it was about forty percent off. Yeah, right? it's about half price. I think uh, it was ten bucks down to five in the US at least. Oh, li- literally yeah. half price. Okay, cool. Um, check that out if you want uh, some very old school gaming. I wonder how that looks on the X. Um, most of the games have been beefed up for X, haven't they? Yeah, or at least for, even for Xbox it was One, like it. sixteen times the original resolution or something. Isn't it? Wow. It's a lot of pixels. Good. Uh, let's move on to regular questions. We've had a ton of really good questions this week. So rather than just picking five, we've gone for it and we've picked most of them. So uh, apologies, as there's not a lot of huge amount of regular news, we thought we'd, we'd really get stuck into them. So thank you for all your questions. It's been a very good, very enjoyable week reading through these. So hopefully we get some good answers. Okay. So Chuggy Beggs sent a PM on site. Uh, back in April, Xbox announced self-refunds for digital products. But as yet, the mere mortals not on the preview program have not seen anything. What's going on? And do you think it's if it? Do you think it's still happening? And then he also said, as you can guess, I bought a Bobbins game. That's not me rephrasing. That is his words. Bobbins <laughs> game. I'll be a baseball seventeen, and a refund would have been most welcomed. So I sort of just assumed this had happened. This had become a thing. Yeah, I didn't realize I did they announced it, it and then haven't actually implemented it. Well, it is available on on obviously preview, but yeah. I can't believe it unless it's just come in the recent update from when was it? That, that was a few weeks ago. That no, it, it obviously hasn't. Because Chuggy, Chuggy would be on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're all in the preview program, so we've all sort of just assumed this is a thing. I've not tried to use it yet. Has anyone used it? No, I haven't tried no. to use it. There's some stipulations around being able to use it. Though. You've got to have played under so many hours. It's got to be within two weeks, is it, or something? Yeah, I think it's 14 days of purchase. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you keep the achievements? 
I don't know, actually. Yeah, I presume so. Actually, yeah. We should test this. So what do you have to say? Like, is it, Can you give any reason, or do you even have to give a reason why you're asking for a refund? You could do it on an energy cycle, couldn't you? That's a half, half an hour completion. The return, yeah. it get you $2 back. <laughs> well, no, you, don't you have to be, do something clever to get on the... It's not available in the UK, is it, energy cycle? I don't think it would, right? would it? Well, how would you go about buying it? Uh, you just register your card in the US, thing. <laughs> well, we can't we can't condone that. No, um, that's against terms and conditions. So please don't do that. Okay, well we'll we'll try it with something else. I'll buy something ridiculously expensive that's rubbish, and um, and ask for my money back and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> What's this space? That seems sensible. Buy the most expensive thing. <laughs> no, actually, I'll buy something really cheap. That's much better. Answer. Yeah. Why would I buy the most expensive? That's basically ridiculously expensive. Happens about sales. You presume you just get the sale price back. Yeah, I imagine you would. Well, this was um. The question that came up actually, so they're implementing game gifting soon, supposedly. Gifting, or yeah. gifting is it's been implemented, hasn't it? Um but there's some stuff around that, like if a game's on sale and you're a gold member, you could obviously buy it for your mate that isn't an Xbox Live gold member yeah, at a discounted gold price that. and gift it to them. But apparently you can't gift stuff that is on a gold sale. Okay. Just quite, that's fair enough. Yeah, it's quite, quite interesting. Um, is that out for everybody or is that just on preview as well? I think it's a preview thing at the moment. Yeah. So they're doing all these things in preview, but they're not hitting the regular regular users. Mm. Get yourself on the preview program if you want to experience some of this stuff. Um, so we, as far as um, Chucky's question is, what's going on? Do you think it's still happening? I would assume it's still going to happen. They make quite a big fanfare about it. Um, so, yeah, I'm surprised it's taken so long. April, I mean, that's... Seven months ago, or six months ago. I don't know how long yeah. it normally takes things to trickle through. Maybe there's like back-end stuff to work. Maybe there's been some controversy around how it's worked. Maybe people are taking the mickey a little bit. Yeah. Watching yeah. my language then. Yeah, possible. All right, so Will. Love you, Will. He says, do you prefer the look of the black Xbox One X or the all-white Xbox One S? So I haven't got an Xbox One S, but... I do prefer the white console. I mean, to be honest, I prefer the S to the regular Xbox One by a mile, like absolutely 100% better. But I re- there's something really industrial and brooding and, and moody about the black Xbox One X. It's so small, but yet weighs more than a car. Um, and it has so much power in it that I do I do really like it. It's something about it that I just really like. Mm. Um, but I, like, I, I generally prefer white tech. I quite like the um, the kind of different black they've gone for on the Xbox One X. It's kind of matte black rather than shiny. Is that why I prefer shiny black from the original? Because the shiny yeah, black from the original just industrial. attracts fingerprints and like scratches. Oh, the showing. Scorpio edition yeah. is like a, a fingerprint magnet. Like it's horrible. Oh, the Scorpio edition. The yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll send it back. <laughs> we didn't even bother about yeah, refund. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, going to say the. The dark ones because everything when do you buy a white tv or a white dvd player or blu-ray player or whatever everything's black that's because so. it's like buying a white car all the mud and dirt will show up on it but you hopefully you're not getting mud and dirt on your xbox yeah. <laughs> it's just like it just looks like this weird different thing standing out so i prefer the dark colors okay i think we're all on the, in the in the black camp on that one all right next Ian question Triplo. Happy or disappointed with the number of enhanced games at launch for the X? Uh, 
delighted. I, I, I was absolutely amazed how many there were. Um, I haven't tried them all yet because they take too long to download. But I'm go- over the next couple of weeks, I'm gonna, there's quite a few that I'm going to um, I'm going to definitely have a look at. Apparently, the Halo Five Guardians differences are phenomenal. Um, the one I was really looking forward to was Titanfall Two. I want to replay through that, but um, apparently, that's not been done very well, and there's barely any difference. There was a, a hot fix released last night, I think. Oh, last night. Okay, great. Uh, I look forward to playing that again. Um, that is that is a sexy game. So, and it did suffer from slowdown. I seem to remember some. There was a couple of levels where you're playing, you're fighting mech against twenty other mechs, and you've got loads on your team as well. And it's just a bit he- hectic. And I think there was a bit of slowdown there. So I'm looking forward to playing that level again um, on on the X. Quantum Breaks also supposed to look fantastic. So I'm going to check that one out too. So yeah, I was really I was amazed. There was what was there eighty. 70 or 80? Over 70. Uh, we've got a page up on the yeah, site. There's over, uh, over 162 planned, I think. Altogether, including the 70? Yeah, including the 70. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that's a, a fantastic collection. The real thing that surprised me, I didn't realise that developers were going to go back so far. So, Skate Free and yeah, what Mirror's Edge, the original, popped up. And when they said, oh, games are going to become enhanced, I was thinking, oh, it's just going to be Xbox One games. But no, yeah. Xbox 360 as well. Three sixty one thing. It's all yeah. on the cards. So. Yes. Which is good because um, it really does. I think it really could breathe a new lease of life into some of yeah, those games. I never finished the first Mirror's Edge. I got stuck. Well, this somewhere. is an opportunity uh, to I'd go back to it now and yeah, see how exactly. it's improved, how the graphics are doing. You get no slowdown at all in sections, I'm assuming. The loading will be lightning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dave, were you impressed with that? Um, yeah, I was impressed by A, the support. It's good to see developers supporting it. I suppose the fact that the PS4 Pro, there was probably already versions, probably helped a bit. But um, yeah, I was impressed with that. The only thing is, though, I'm, I was disappointed there isn't more new games for me to play because like, it's all good playing games I've already played, but I would have liked some new, new stuff. Some okay, good new games. That's fair enough. But there's still need for speed and stuff to come, so. Well, that needs to be fixed. Actually, that I don't even think that's enhanced either. Is that on the list for is going to be enhanced? I'm not sure. I think Battlefront definitely is because that was Battlefront's hate. Oh uh, yeah, Battlefront. Yeah, that was a 65 gig download for me last night, which suggests that it's pretty, pretty hefty. And I imagine that's going to look the nuts. I'm really looking yeah, forward to playing that. Need to speed payback is enhanced, but it's okay, not cool. 4K or HDR. Yeah, oh, I wonder how it's enhanced. It just means it's just added pauses. I don't know. It could just be like added sixty FPS or something instead of thirty. I don't know. Well, one FPS. <laughs> so I, I just just thought of one thing that is annoying me a little bit about um, the console at the minute. Everything looks amazing, runs beautifully, apart from the achievement toast notification. Oh, you've got that mangled as well. I yeah, thought that was just in... me on the. Um, I'm on the alpha. And no, yeah, they were like, like stages, about two frames like... a second. Yeah, <laughs> really, really broken, like ridiculous, almost like. And the sound was like six seconds out of the animation appearing, and it's not been every time for me. No, but me neither. Just... I was definitely on COD though. Really, like they've, I don't know. Okay, with... They need Jack with his vectors <laughs> to make it better. And... <laughs> with those um, toasts, have they scaled them up at all on a four K telly? Or difficult to tell. 
But well, it's the, the, the same kind of size as you would have got on the screen. It's not like they turn or anything, but there's something not right. It kind of yeah, I, wonder, I mean, it's been all right. For I wonder if it's did things. some it's just scaling to get it up to the same size on a 4K tally or something. Because we didn't, just I didn't notice any um, stuff yesterday, and we were playing on a 1080p monitor with the Xbox One X. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, so maybe so that is one thing actually. Do you know you were saying about the setup earlier? Mm-hmm. It was that when you save your settings. It saves that you want to do everything in 1080p, so you still got to go and manually configure everything, which was a bit weird. Oh, I didn't get that. What I got when I when I started it, when it first booted up, is it said it looks like your TV can handle 4K. Do you want us to change to it now? Mine started normally, and it looked just weird, and I was like, "Something's not right here. Something doesn't look proper." And then went through the display, and it yeah, it was set to 1080p. So, then, but that's because I had actually saved my settings from the previous console, so I, I guess it. Okay does every setting but yeah factoid for you right okay uh editorial mark says if microsoft acquire any studio any studios to make first party exclusives which studios would you like them to acquire good question ubisoft Uh, yeah um rockstar i was thinking (laughs) i tell you what if they bought ubisoft and rockstar (laughs) they would win the console (laughs) buy all the big shit why not that would be no they don't need those two that would do it i reckon i was thinking remedy entertainment guys who did alan wake and quantum break yep that'd be good i reckon they could be Something in the pipeline for that already, could they possibly? Mm. Well, they've got well, they're they're working working a project, don't they, at the minute? Yeah. yeah, they're working on the third, like a, a multi-platform game. The only the only thing I'd say about that is I'd let them do their own thing because I can't imagine that as much as they try and say they did or whatever, um, there's no way Remedy went, let's make a game that's a TV show as well. <laughs> we know, kind of shoehorned in Microsoft yeah. services that we've got to get in games like Connect Games and yeah. stuff like that. So I just leave them to make like a, a third, like an open worldy third person game and just see what they came up mm. with. Speaking of Connect, I want to, I've got my own question of the week to add. After okay. okay. Um, another studio I've just thought of Naughty Dog. Imagine if they acquired that. Oh, <laughs> that'd be a Imagine game changer, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Naughty Dog are amazing. Um, Insomniac was another one that sprang to mind. So they did um, Sunset Overdrive, obviously. Yeah. Um, but they've been making cross-platform games for a while. I'd Since say um, Playground as well, but the fact that they have a habit of shutting down studios, I wouldn't want them to. <laughs> Don't shut down Playground. No. That would be terrible. But like, just think of all the people who've just been laid off from Visceral. They must like yeah. just open an office, so, like wherever that is, and just try and yeah. recruit some of the people from Visceral and see what they can do. But but when they got when this works, when they, when um, what 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 were the co- the coalition now? They were called something yep. else before. Was it Black Tusk? They were called yes. something like that. And they were working on like their own game, and then it was like, "Here's gears, go and make gears now." Mm. So. Go back to that and just, I don't know, I'll leave people alone for a little bit to see what we can come up with. It almost feels like some companies meddle a bit too much, don't they? Microsoft have like a thing, whenever there's like a, like, there's no way that the people making Fable went, let's make a (laughs) free-to-play online Windows 10 cross-platform game or anything. There's no way they were like, right, we need a free-to-play and we need cross-platform we need this in it and we need this in it. and it's like they shoe on all this weird stuff into it just let them do and make a game like sony does that perfectly with some yeah, well yeah quite. um i was just going to say they've now 
you know, they've probably been more exposed to a whole world of new smaller studios with the ID program. There must be, and there probably are deals in the works for these guys already, but look at the people that make Cuphead, look at the people that go and make um, some of the bigger titles that have done really well inside and go and look at those devs and get them on board. I mean, that that's not going to be massively expensive. You've got a proven <laughs> track record of games that have done well on Xbox already. They are unique games, stuff like Cuphead and Inside. They are. There's nothing else around particularly like that. Um, get I think board. it almost seems logical for them to do that because it's almost like a feeder program in a sense. Like you, you've got the ID games, why not just acquire some of those like really successful studios and either plunge them all together or leave them as they are and see what they produce. No, don't touch them. Just let yeah, let them get on with it. Do you get that in places? Like, I think there's one in London where it's like a a development hub where you, know, you can buy a desk mm. and you go in and make, you can like, yeah, there's people around if you need help and stuff, but you can make a game and you've got your own little office space. Make a hub like that and just stick 50 of these little devs in and just see what they come up with. <laughs> Either individually yes, that's, or that's as a collective. Weird science experiment. <laughs> <laughs> if we go all together into some amorphous blob, so it was weird though. This morning, player unknown. Mm-hmm. Yes, what's their what's their actual developer? Blue hole. Blue, right, blue hole. So we met, or we were supposed to meet one of the people at Blue Hole for an interview at Gamescom, and it got shifted around. But I followed the the one on Twitter, and she's tweeting out this morning like for social media jobs yes, for Mixer. So there's some, there's definitely some really close kind of yeah. thing going on with them too. But yeah, that's a bit of side. Yeah, but we yeah. sort of knew that already because the Xbox One version's coming, and it's being published by Microsoft now, isn't it? So yeah, but I mean, so that, that's, it seems that's like good... there's some real, there's like some really close. I wonder if they'll um, just... create some way to. Obviously, you can do it on a console anyway. You can stream directly to Mix. But I wonder if the PC version, if they could. Uh putting Mixer into that or something like a direct stream. I think that's in that already baked into the Xbox app. I was saying it's baked into in the, the Xbox, but uh, the PC version is obviously standalone, doesn't run for Xbox or anything, like Steam version. Right. Right, okay. But yeah, that, that, I can't think of any more studio. Well, we'll ask Mark his own question. We're hoping to get Mark on the show next week and we'll fire that one back at him because I'm sure he's got some good answers to that as well. Okay. Uh, Jesper Xbox. He says, do you think we'll ever get a fourth Max Payne game? Uh, that's a good question. So Rockstar make uh, Max Payne? Uh, yeah, they've got the rights for it. I think Remedy Studios made the first Max Payne. Oh, okay. Yeah, then, so yeah. they acquire Remedy. Uh, Rockstar made three, didn't they? Oh, okay, cool. Sorry. But I, I'm sure they will do, but <clears throat> Rockstar just have like a thing of leaving games for well, years, quite, yeah, don't they? Be they, they, they come out and you're hyped. Unless they can put microtransactions into it, they uh, don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Max Payne Online. Could be nasty. <laughs> um, I hope so, because I really enjoyed 3. I thought it was a really, really good game, really solid game with loads of quite unique little yeah, features on in other Definitely the bullet, bullet, bullet time stuff amazing. and the kind of quick time events. Like I remember sliding down cables and having to shoot guys as you're sliding yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that nightclub, that nightclub scene, um, that was it, amazing. It's uh, kind of like if Quantum Break and Call of Duty had a baby almost, isn't it? It's kind of it's <laughs> more action than Quantum Break, I'd say. Quantum it's Duty. still got the kind of time 
aspect to it. And yeah. I think he's a generally interesting character as well yeah. um, as a hero, Max Payne. So uh, I would love that. And it's uh, yeah, I haven't didn't even think, but it's actually a 360 title, not even an Xbox One title, Max Payne Three. But um, we could definitely do so one on. You on could this. do Max Payne Four 4K. 4K, yeah. Max Payne 4K. <laughs> We've already written the title for you. <laughs> do it, Rockstar, do it. Obviously, we get a bit forget, of commission for that title. Oh, lots of commissions, at least 10%. Um, forget, well, you got to... So, Red Dead 2 is out, when is it? February? Yeah, well, I can't, I can't remember. I think so. Q1, it's are. definitely Q1 oh, next year. Yeah. Um, and I can't imagine, <laughs> I'm going to say this, but it's going to be ridiculous in a year's time when Red Dead Online is the new big thing. But I can't imagine the online is going to be all that on Red Dead, that they'd spend as much time as they have with GTA doing that. Doing that. So I'm, I'm hoping they've got other things in the works. Well, I mean, I'd love a GTA 6 as they've well. They've been working please. on, um, well, I say working on it, they've been remastering LA Noir, haven't they? That's yeah, that's right. not a big job. Right? And that's probably what, yeah. Wasn't LA Noir made by the Aussie studio? Yeah, they got yeah. shut down. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. So Bondi is not there. Bondi, hmm. Bondi Beach. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yes. Well, we don't know the answer to that, but we would hope so. We'd all hope so. I imagine there'll be one eventually. Okay. Next question is from Thankful Matt, and he just said thanks. <laughs> Cheers, Matt. No worries. But he says, "What if any benefits does someone get with the Xbox One X that doesn't have a 4K TV?" Okay, so that's a good question. Uh, if you check the review out, we'll link to it in uh, the show notes. Uh, we did a reasonably in-depth review that covered stuff like fan noise, loading times from disk, loading times from an external drive, uh, OS boot times, game boot times, all of that sort of jazz um, that are all quantifiable, measurable benefits. They are definitely there. There are also gameplay benefits that are less easy to quantify. Um, but actually, Dave, have you started playing Origins on the X yet? Yeah. Okay, so you can quantify this. As someone that's had plenty of experience of both the regular version and the X version, there are benefits, even if you yeah. didn't have a 4K TV. Well, there's, the thing is, though, it's not, there's, lo- so many, like, there's loads of benefits, like, but it's hard for us to say. Like, on a, I wouldn't like to promote another site, but Digital Foundry does, like, it breaks everything down really well. Okay. And you can see everything perfectly. Um, but, like, they're making that 4K image and then scaling it down to 1080p. So everything's sharper, even though it's on your 1080p, than what you get alone. You're still yeah. getting like the power, so you're still getting some of the different effects and things that you can't get on the. the I would one. say the graphical differences are not as great, but certainly the. So the reason I mentioned Assassins is because there's there's actual pauses when you flip between the bird view. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be like just loading time. Everything's just going to be really slick. Like those transitions you do, like going in and out of rooms in games where it'll flick to a loading screen for five, ten seconds, whatever, he's, like, a lot quicker. Like, Stallion did some. Did you see his streams he did and he was doing it? Oh, GTA, no, GTA 5 to boot online, no, to boot the single-player campaign, because at the beginning it gives you, like, an option, doesn't it, single-player or yeah. online? And it was, like, one minute seven on the Xbox One and, like, 24 seconds wow. on the X. that's crazy. And so do you think of that time you're saving just that if you play... A lot of games. Like, let's say Gears of War, where you got to go through the doors and stuff, and there's like a loading time there or loading between screens. 
every time you do something like what a, a few times an hour you're loading you're going to be saving yourself probably five minutes an hour in loading or something like that yeah that's fair okay so then, as well as loading times but you've also got frame rates you've got also resolution got... in some games so battlefield one that uses dynamic resolution so if there's a lot of action going on on the screen it keeps the resolution at the center of the screen uh, like 1080p or whatever and it decreases it around the edges um, rather than having to drop the frame rate down but if you're playing on an X, you're just going to get full resolution all the time. It's not going to have to dip down at all. Uh, same with Halo 5. That uses dynamic resolution too. But also frame second, FPS, you're going to be getting most stuff at full whack, as it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're getting like totally locked 30 mm-hmm. and pretty much. Yeah, locked 30, 30 or 60. Depending on how the game is done, yeah. pretty much constant. Um, so there's all of that. And to be honest, you're... It feels like it's something that you'll do and then you'll go around someone's house that's actually got a, an X and a 4K T and then you'll be like, okay, now I've got to buy a telly as well. But that's cool. I mean, you can do it in stages. You don't have to just do everything at once. You will see, you know, gameplay benefits. You will see loading time benefits um, as well. And it's, it's a quieter machine and it's sexy. And you're gonna get some. You're gonna get some future proof. Like, I, I don't. If you don't need it, you don't have to buy it. But if you're gonna buy a console in the next year, then buy the X and you future proof for quite a while, I imagine. And you're gonna get the best version of everything. Right. Next question is from Ryan Clarson. Uh, now that Xbox One X is here, where does Microsoft go for the next generation console? Well, now that's a really interesting question. I guess. It's, it's quite a fundamental question is that is are we now in a new way of building games are we in a new way of building consoles so that we don't have games that only play on a certain generation of xboxes or are we now forever going to be able to play our back compact games on an xbox one or an xbox console from now on forevermore um and I don't know the answer to that. I, I sort of get the feeling that that's the way they want to go. I, I think that's definitely the way they want to go, but I don't know if it's going to be the way they can always go. I think there's going to have to be a distinct point where they kind of go, right, this is holding us back. We need to, like with this, you, you're you going to have to take a step forward. You can't do this anymore <laughs> kind of thing. You I mean, I'm still reasonably convinced and I'm surprised that we've still not had any announced yet, but I imagine that it would be too controversial that someone's not come and said, right, this one is only going to be available on the X. It won't run on an Xbox One. Mm. And I imagine that that point is not too far away, but I realize there's um, there's some politics around that because they've all been saying that that's not going to happen. But there will be a point where that does happen. 100% there will be a point where that does happen. I think because the stuff um, does work as well, it's almost blurred the lines. I wouldn't call this a new generation in a sense. It's kind of just like a stepping stone. It's, it's a bit... Yeah, but I, think that does, that, I, th- I honestly think that does it a disservice because the, graf- the graphics are a massive step up for me. They're, they really are very different. And, um, and, that's, and that's huge, really. And that is how I would define a new generation. The only difference is that a load of the games, well, so all the games right, are playable yeah. on, on the old one, which is the only difference, really. But the model like, seems like the model seems like you know, like you, you upgrade the iPhone every year and the an Android or whatever. But the actual benefit is massively different. The reality of what you're getting is hugely a big more advantage than just swapping your phone every year and getting a, a small little increase. But I think they'll do this. I think they'll roll out, you know, a new console maybe every three years or something like that. Okay. And eventually, like, it'll just get – the older ones will just become phased out. Like, yeah, I've got games iPhone. on my old iPhone that suddenly stop working now, like, yeah. it's with the latest iOS. So maybe it's going to take six years and all of a sudden the Xbox One 
as it is now is obsolete and won't run. Yeah, and I don't think people games. would necessarily mind that if they if it's up to them when they upgrade and they won't see the they won't see the extra four Kness and they won't get the massive loading times and they won't necessarily have the awesome frame rate locking. But that's their call, and if they're happy to play the games that they want to play, and if as long as they can still play them for five six years. Yeah. Plus, if everything else remains backward compatible, which there's no reason why that shouldn't happen, um, there's just eventually a point where your six-year-old console won't play the brand new games. I think people would be happy with that. Yeah, especially if all the like the peripherals, like just being able to stick your old, <laughs> like all the the old um, controllers that we've got lying around the office. Yeah. We've got four Xboxes in total, and it's like. Oh, you know, normally you'd have to ditch all them and get a whole load of new ones, but all of that stuff works. The elite controller that we spent 120 pounds on still works, and that's that's, yeah, that's incredible. And I see no reason for that to change. Mm. So um, we we that's what we think, Ryan. We think this is the this is the future. We're now in that in the you know, brave new world of non-generation generations. I wonder if they'll ever get to a point where they decide to go... Do you think it'll always just be you buy the console and that's it? Or do you think they'll ever get to a stage where they make it modular so you buy the base console and then it's kind of like, oh, I want a graphics card upgrade for it. I'm going to buy a bit and plug it in. Now, that is is definitely possible because we are already becoming... I mean, it is much more like a PC than it ever was before. Well, it, is, it is just a PC, isn't it? It's just running yeah, it is just, OS. Of course it is a PC. Yeah. But at the moment, none of the parts inside are interchangeable. No, they're all bespoke. I think we'll get, You've uh, moved the hard drive, effectively moved the hard drive externally almost, um, so that anyone can upgrade that whenever they want, um, which is a good thing given the size of the downloads now. But yeah, I definitely think they might... It wouldn't be that hard for them to make that graphics card... A swappable, pluggable well, unit. I mean, you can do it. You've got to be you careful. You've got to be aware that you. most people. So you can yeah. buy a laptop and you can get an external GPU for it. But and then it'd give you the ability to offer a really cheap base model. And then you you could just offer kind of different tiers of components almost. So you could have the kind of oh well, I want the medium graphics. I'm not too bothered about it. I'm not going to be playing anything too intensive. Or the yeah. I want all the graphics. <laughs> All the graphics yeah. all the time. Um, the key thing for them, I think, to... would be that it's really easy for Joe Public mm. to do. So you don't need to get your screwdriver and your soldering iron no, out. No. To <laughs> they need to be swapped. I think that that stage gets way too complicated. For you think about the most people who buy consoles, like the kid wants one for Christmas. Yeah. You got no idea, and it's like, yeah, but do you want the additional GPU? The CPU? Yeah, that's a fair point. That is a fair drive. Uh, I think they'd have to market it very well. Again, though, they could always do bundles at that point. I think it'll go like this: like, well, maybe in three or four years, we'll get another console, and everything will carry on working. Because you think of the scale of most games and what they can play on a PC. Like, you can play it from toaster up to 4K and amazing a lot of games. And then it wouldn't surprise me if eventually it becomes a streaming thing. Oh, and it's all server based, and you just. Mm. Yeah, there was a search called on live, didn't they? Yeah, you need the world to have brilliant internet all the time. And like we've experienced in the last few weeks, like my internet at home's been up and down. My internet, uh, the work internet line has been a complete (laughs) disaster in the last three weeks. So until I I, I hate the the reliance on, you know, your internet connection. Again, there's some countries, uh, it's becoming a human right, isn't it, internet? Which is a bit crazy. Well, so my human rights have been violated over the last couple of (laughs) years. (laughs) <laughs> right so question of the week is from jesse hill 
Are you concerned about the possibility of seeing the achievement spam games that plague Steam and thus ruin TSA's leaderboards, possibly finding their way onto Xbox? And is this a cause for problems on TA? So uh, for those that don't know, on Steam, they have incredibly lax achievement rules. If you can even say they have any rules, I'm not sure they do. They have recently introduced a rule to say that you're not allowed to have a game with more than, wait for it, 5,000 achievements in it. Um, however, they do have some games that came out before that that have got 10,000 in. Yeah, I think 13,000 um, was the highest I saw, which is mental. Okay, and there's no, there's no gamer score attached to them, so they're all just an achievement. So on TSA, we give them all a score of 10. Um, but obviously, that completely screws those games on the leaderboards because they're worth the equivalent of you know up to 100 other games, or more than that, 1,000 yeah. other games that have normal amounts of achievements in them. And that's purely why they've done them. There's no gameplay to them. Some of them you'll just play through, and it'll be like like the Zup games where you have... 10 levels and for the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then each level you do, 10 achievements pop and they're all the same. And that's, but they've got different IDs behind the scenes. So do, things just pop. It's not like you're doing different things to unlock each achievement. It's just it's, literally It's spam. not an achievement at that point, is it? <laughs> no, it is properly ridiculous. So um, we actually, obviously, we have access to um, Xbox's documentation for all of this stuff because when we made the app, we, we, obviously became developers uh, for them. So um, they have various guidelines in place that are much more rigid than Steam's very floppy ones <laughs> in that you know, there's only a certain amount of achievements that you're allowed to have in a game. I think what have we got? The total, the highest one is Halo Master Chief Collection, and even that is a special case um, because it is a collection of, of multiple games. Um, but that has, what, we, uh, 450? With the DRC, uh, no, it's more than more than that. It started off with five hundred, I think, and then oh, okay, so maybe it's five. Got a couple of updates. So I think it's six fifty now potentially. Oh right, okay, uh, six fifty. But as I say, that's a very special case. I think the baseline, and this is our, we did actually try and find the documentation, but uh, we couldn't find the exact ones that we want that we needed to find to answer this. Plus, it's probably NDA'd. So if I just guess, I think we're probably all right. <laughs> I'm not sure of the legalities, but um, I think it's a maximum of. 200 achievements in a game i think that's i think that's the old no i think that's the old spec you're thinking of okay well the old spec was 100 in a base game and then you're allowed up to four packs of 24 25 yeah, 25 achievements you could have a maximum of was it 1750 gamer score or whatever in the original yeah, i think it's 2000 actually so again no each of those packs could be a maximum of 250 and the base game was a thousand um, and I don't think that that has changed very much, although Jack seems well, smites up to two hundred and forty-six. Yeah. Two hundred and forty-six achievements. Okay, so I okay, maybe it's capped I out. Think there's a potential overall cap on it, but I don't think anybody. There's definitely not a cap on challenges. Challenges you can add as many as no. you want. Yeah, um, but no one cares about. There's it. kind of rules around the points as well. So gamer score's got to be between zero and two hundred now. For each yeah, for each achievement. So you can't have achievements worth more than 200. Um, obviously, that was newish, though, because uh, the 360, you had a couple with 500G achievements, didn't you? Which is a bit mental. Did you? Yeah, FIFA, okay. one of the old FIFA games, and a game called Brave Warrior's Tale. Okay. Um, so, um, anyway, in theory, Microsoft, um, although some people will say they've allowed the achievement system to be to be watered down by the amount of ID 
quick to finish ID titles that are worth a thousand. Um, they do still have pretty tight rules around the total number of achievements and the total number of gamers scoring in the game. So uh, you shouldn't have to worry about this happening unless they change a whole load of stuff. But yeah. um, we know enough people, and there's enough people that care about achievements a lot at Xbox to not let not let that happen. Yeah, I think there is um, there's a quote from one of their bits of uh, documentation, which is publicly available. Anybody can view this, but they say we're committed to preserving the integrity of gamer score value that has been built up by our Xbox Live users. And obviously, gamer score if they're in if the integrity of that it relies on the integrity of achievements as well. So it all flows into it. Yeah, agreed. Um, but that's a great question, and you have won a prize. What's what's she was it she jesse i assume that's a she what has she won dave oh delve in the sack oh okay delve in the sack. <laughs> what a treat the, bo- the booby prize um cool let's move on to new achievement list oh while we're giving away games though let's give away another one all right so this week it is tricky towers good game which is like it's tetris. like tetris side down tetris yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is PKYKCQVY3M64RCJ. And then I'll give you the last bit probably in about five minutes when they're finished. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's talk about new achievement lists. You've had a few. Uh, hey! uh, so a couple of biggies. We had Star Wars Battlefront 2, 40 achievements. The Sims 4 with 50 achievements. Uh, Sonic Forces with 48. Um, Jeopardy. Uh, so we had Wheel of Fortune a couple of weeks ago. Jeopardy is, I think it's in a double pack with it, but you get 13 achievements for 1,000. Skyforge with 53 achievements. Four floor Plan wind, uh, Hands-On Edition on Windows 10 with 10 achievements. An ACA Neo Geo title, Street Hoop, with a standard 12 achievements. Ben 10 with 39 achievements, Road Rage with 33 achievements, Bleed 2 with 33 achievements again, Blue Angels Aerobatic Flight Simulator, 22 achievements. I want some of that. And a Japanese version of The Town of Light with 20 achievements. And we've had a couple of DLC packs as well. We've had Clockwork City in the Elder Scrolls Online Tamra Unlimited with six achievements for 220 gamer score. Dead by Daylight has got another pack with six achievements for 120 gamer score, and that is the Nightmare on Elm Street. And Sonic Forces, that released with a DLC pack, and it's actually a free DLC pack. So go and grab that now if you haven't already. And it's got three achievements for 85 gamer score. It's called Episode Shadow. Okay, excellent. So, uh, yeah, a few big games coming out in the last couple of weeks. So it feels like a good time to be a gamer. I've got probably nine or ten games on the go at the moment. It's just a case of trying to focus. Um, let's quickly talk about new releases. It is uh, Need for Speed Payback is properly out today, as I uh, Let's it hope was. it's properly fixed um, as well. <laughs> well, I hope so, yeah. I don't know whether there's a patch. I'll keep an eye on that. Um, ben 10 is out today, and Whoopo. Um <laughs> which is good um next week we have the blob is that not a game that's been out before? we had the blob 2 on the xbox 360 and the blob was never released on the 360 oh okay so this is a remaster okay the original yeah. Blob. we've got a game called road rage which is normally stuff uh i would be very interested in but i don't remember seeing too much about this did we play this at gamescom no it, it's like um road rash like redone is this the one with the 
guys with the baseball bats the on the and the yeah. bikes. Okay, yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. I thought I quite like the look of this when I saw a trailer for it back in the day. Um, hope there's three people that have got it already. Uh, no one's completed it. Uh, then we have Ben 10 in Europe, and we have Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2. And then, interestingly, L.A. Noir, the remastered edition, is out next Tuesday as well. So that's worth checking out if you loved the first game. Uh, Jack, they changed something, didn't they? Uh, yeah, they changed something. It's quite interesting. So in L.A. Noir, whenever you were interrogating somebody, you had a couple of different choices in it. So you had truth, doubt, or lie. And it was always a little bit sporadic. If you chose doubt, he'd go into some crazy run and just shout at the people. <laughs> it was a bit mental. Um, they've now changed that. So rather than truth, doubt, or lie, you have good cop, bad cop, or accuse, which kind of ties the terms a little bit better to the actions he's actually going to do. So it makes it a okay. bit more clear cut. Okay, interesting. Minus tweet, yeah, that minus was. Um, and next Thursday, the one everyone's waiting for, Ashes Cricket, uh, is out. I will definitely be... Picking that one up, and then we've got a, a couple of ACA energies before The Sims and Star Wars Battlefront is out next Friday, which are the big titles. And Ashes Cricket's for uh, Xbox Enhanced, sorry, as well. Is it? Excellent. Okay, good. I'll look forward to that. Um, there's not much else coming out the rest of the year. We've got a load more Neo Geos, but I'm not sure people care too much about that. We've got a game called Skyforge, which sounds like it should be something I should know got about. Player Unknown Battleground in December. Oh, God, I forgot December. about Paranormal Ground. I didn't even bother looking at December because normally there's nothing there. Um, okay, so let's just quickly see what's coming up. We've got Blue, <laughs> Blue Angels Aerobatic Fight, <laughs> which is the big title. Um, oh, my God, Heads. No idea. Um, a Hat in Time, Chaos and Deponia. Um, But the big one, as you say, is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds out on the 12th of December. And then that's it pretty much after that. There's a few more ACA Neo Geos, but then it's Crimbo. Ah, exciting times. Cool. And episode 100, hopefully. We should give away a load of stuff in episode 100. 100 things. 100 things. Okay. <laughs> we'll try 100 things we can give away. Um, thank you for joining us today. Oh, uh, one more thing I forgot to mention. So, talking of peripherals that work with the Xbox One X, as I mentioned earlier, I never upgraded to an Xbox One S, but apparently there was a scheme that if you did upgrade your regular Xbox to an Xbox One S, they gave you a free dongle for your connect to connect yeah. to your xbox mm-hmm. one x because there is no connect port built into the back of it there is also no connect port built into the back of the xbox one x so i was like i i will post some videos of this but i've been playing just dance uh, 2018 with my daughter and uh, my brother-in-law and various other people and having an absolute blast with it it is amazing like tracks up to six people in the room and it's just hilarious um and we've been really, really enjoying it. It's the first time I've really got proper use out of my Connect in a couple of years, probably. Um, so super duper looking forward to playing it. I think even some of the games that come with the uh, media media pack for the Xbox One X, like Disneyland Adventures or something like that, is a Connect game and has been enhanced. Um, so to find that there's no um, adapter thing was like all oh, right okay i need to buy an adapter the program the program the, up, the free upgrade program had finished uh, in march this year i believe um or it might even have been march last year uh so i was like okay it's probably going to be like 15 pound 20 pounds i don't mind paying that 45 pounds for an adapter now that is absolutely ridiculous um so come on microsoft sort it out, give us either a much cheaper adapter or bring back the free program. Because there's loads of people like me that had 
four Xbox Ones and couldn't justify buying an Xbox One S when they came out. Um, and I've got all these different connects lying around and I can't plug any of them in. So at the moment, I've got a regular Xbox One and an Xbox One X under my telly, which is just stupid. So I've literally only got the Xbox One there so, to play Just Dance 2018. So come on, help us out. There are Connect fans amongst your millions of Xbox users. You forced the Connect on us <laughs> when some people said that it was a rubbish idea. We embraced it. We've bought games that support it, and now we have to pay another £45 just to use the thing. It's nuts. So come on, either reduce the price or bring out that free program. Campaign starts now. <laughs> Ran over. Um, Dave, finish off Tricky Towers Code while I punch the wall for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it is J7TXV777RZ. Oh, that's nearly my old phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Your old phone number with letters yes, in it. That one. <laughs> yeah, there were less, there were less letters. Um, thank you for joining me today. It's been a, quite a long show, actually. I've enjoyed yes. it. Um, lots to catch up on. Uh, yeah, a lot to catch up on. So uh, we'll be back next week. I might not be here because it is the Golden Joystick Awards and it's early, so I'll probably be in London. Um, we we'll hope to get Mark on in my place. He's far more knowledgeable, knowledgeable and can say words better than me. <laughs> like knowledgeable. Um, Thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful weekend. Play loads of games on your Xbox One X's. If you haven't got one, go and get one. If you haven't got a 4K TV, go and get one. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.